You're listening to Cosmic Consciousness, the show that connects with today's way showers and conscious advocates who use real-life superpowers to catapult human evolution. Blessings, soul family. This is Jules with Cosmic Consciousness, and I am super excited about our guest today. I have Ayn Kate Sullivan, and she is a um, best-selling author and publisher. And we know I call her a 5D publisher. And today we are going to talk about cosmic inquiry. But before we do, Ayn, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I really like this idea of of cosmic inquiry and 5D publisher. You know, I feel the reason I got into all of this years ago is that I went on a spiritual quest. I, I really wanted to understand the totality of, of who I am. And I felt at, at that point, sort of in my 20s and 30s, something was really missing. And so I went looking for the divine feminine. That was really my first quest. And so I wrote a whole series of books, of spiritual books. I worked as an editor in London. And I was told that nobody was interested in spiritual books, you know, that, that that was just a kind of small niche and that it wasn't, it wasn't on. So I wrote some sparkle books for my children. And what happened was that when my children went off to college, they said, Mom, all of our friends need these books. Would you please publish them? So I thought, well, yeah, I've worked in publishing for a long time. People don't want to publish some. What? Why don't we just check it out and see what happens? And, and what happened is I put the books out, and uh, they were an instantaneous hit. The one called Story of Becoming won 18 literary awards and had like 250,000 downloads. And I was like, well, I think actually people <laughs> like spiritual books, so let's try something new here. So that was the beginning of Infinite Light Publishing and Media. And it's been a really fun ride. We can get into it more. Um, but I, it's, I, I love it. I love stories. I love storytellings. I love spirituality. I love cosmic inquiry. I love being a podcaster, you know, the wisdom of the ages. And uh, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Mm, I love that. So let's tap into that just a little bit more. So Ayn has a podcast on the Super Power Network. So you'll have to check out her show. It's Wisdom of the Ages. And it's an amazing show. I know everyone's going to love it. So we're going to just go out. Let's just go to break already. And then we'll come back and we can just dive into this yummy juiciness of cosmic inquiry. But before we go to break, Ayn, where will people find you? How can they connect with you? They can find me on ankatesullivan.com and my first name is spelled A-Y-N. So it's C-A-T-E-S Sullivan.com. That's the easiest place to find me. You can find everything I'm up to right there. Mm, beautiful. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. 
And we're back. This is Jules with Cosmic Consciousness. And my guest today is Ayn. And we are talking about cosmic inquiry. And gosh, she has just been on quite the journey. And I wish we had more time to talk about it all. But we talked about a little bit before we got on about kind of what you're really connecting into right now to ground yourself in just the chaos of the world. And and we decided that we were going to call it cosmic inquiry and that just sounds so perfect. So I want to go into that and just tell me a little bit about what you're doing with, with that and what, what your experience is around it. So cosmic inquiry is, I believe right now, really important. So so what happened is over the years, I, I went on a quest and I went to India and studied with gurus and I studied with Gabriel Cousins and I studied all kinds of things. Uh, and then I got involved with a mystery school called the Diamond Approach. And um, so I started to just step out of, and I think it was part of my Holy Grail quest that I, that I was on with my books too, but I met my beautiful husband. He's really lovely. His name's John Patrick Sullivan. We've done a couple of interviews together. Um, he was a he's a formal former NFL linebacker. <laughs> he played with the Jets and the Bears. Had sort of a crisis when he got out of football. Went to India. Had an awakening at at Arunachala at, at Ramana's place, and we just paralleled each other. So by the time we met, um, we were both just ready to to dive into what it means as a couple to awaken together. And, and that's been our commitment to each other, to love each other all the way to God. That's what my wedding ring says. And so every morning, just about every morning, we get up and we have an inquiry practice. And now inquiry, if you think about it for a minute, with, according to the Greeks and, and also in, in India, uh, it's considered the main path to self-realization self-inquiry, discovering who you are. And oh, so we've done this now for 16 years. And what I've noticed about this, this practice that we've developed is that no matter what's going on in the world, you have your hour together. So we do what we do as we, depending on how much time we have, but let's say we do a little meditation. So we're tapping into the divine. So we're really feeling, both of us are feeling presence. And then we give each other, let's say, 20 minutes just to talk about what's arising. And what's arising might be, oh, my gosh, I, I just I have all the stuff I've got to do and blah, 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 blah. It might be that. More often than not, as the years went on, like now, it's more like now it's like I'm in presence. And what I'm really feeling is that, you know, it, it could be anything. It really could be anything, but what, what I'm tapping into is what wants to work through me. So, so over the years, it's allowed me to establish and become more and more of service. So there's less of the, the egoic self in the way. And, and I think what's important about that is like, if you give yourself enough um, inquiry time, then you notice when you've got the hard shell of the ego, it's like, that's where you're coming from. As opposed to, oh, my heart is really open and I'm really feeling, I'm standing in the fifth dimension right now, right? So I'm feeling, I'm feeling the cosmos is working through me. So. I love that. Um, And I love how you have that reflection every morning with Mm -hmm. your husband. That's such a gift. Um, So I want to go into it a little bit more. So 
when you're tapping in and I, and I, and you know, you're identifying, okay, well, am I in the ego? Am I in, in spirit? How, how do you use that to, let's say you're in a place where you know that things are about to shift and you're just kind of waiting to see where things going to shift or you're in the middle of, okay, I have a big decision to make and I need to have a reflection around that. So tell me different ways that you use it and what that experience feels like. Because I can hear everybody asking, ooh, I want to do that, but Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure how I would know if I'm tapped in and Mm -hmm. how I can actually use it. Okay, so it's, it's actually a very practical skill set. Like I said, you have your, your five minutes of tapping in and, and it takes time. This is, you know, you don't do it just once. It, you, it, it's a cumulative. So, so what happens first, the very first thing that I, that I ran up against when I started doing this practice. So we have, again, like five minutes of meditation. We're just tapping in and then I have 15, 20 minutes. We turn on the iPhone. I'm just speaking, totally speaking. Then he has five minutes of reflecting back to me like, gosh, you know, when you were talking, I noticed that you kept scratching your head, you know, like, what does that mean? So we never, like our one rule is that we never blame each other for how we feel. If I'm upset, I'm upset. It's not, it has nothing to do with him, right? So that, that's that been one great thing about our, our marriage. Really great. So in the 16 years we've been together, I think we've had like six arguments, like, because we can, we can shift to inquiry. So what's happened is, what we've been able to develop with each other is more and more and more love. Like we both reside in love together, right? That's our field. Our collective field is love. And I trust it. I totally trust that field. I mean, something comes outside and I'm like, Oh, I have this, I have my little bubble with John Patrick that I can inquire, you know, so that that's really lovely when you find an inquiry partner. I have a few women friends that I inquire with also. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, just a part can be any kind of partnership, right? But people you trust to help you really see who you are. And when you start to see who you are, you are not the the confines of the ego. Like we're taught, right? You well, you're right, your definition. That's not who you are, your cosmic being. So the first thing that I really encountered that was difficult with inquiry and it's really important to get to move past is the inner critic or the, or the um, uh, super ego. And that's the main structure. And they'll say it in all the different spiritual paths that that's the main structure that keeps you from living in a state of self-realization. So that was the one thing. And, and John Patrick and I still do it. Cause of course it's a structure that will turn on. Somebody says something and whoop, it's back in place. So, um, that's one of the main things. And we, we will remind each other, are you contracted right now? Hmm. Super weak. You know, the super weak, did the super weak just activate? Hmm. Are you, <laughs> right? Are you really good at resourcing right now from the, from your cosmic connection with the divine or are you, um, you know, shut down in a little tiny, small girl place? And, uh, and then I get to answer Like he's not going to tell me where I am. I get to go, ah, oh, yeah, you know, maybe right now. <laughs> I could move back into my heart center and realize that maybe someone's projecting something onto me. That's not real. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful way to live. So, and you know, and I know that your, your books that you've been writing, I'm sure there's some inquiry that you kind of bridged that into how you would write your books. So I want to talk a little bit about that, about just okay. the, creativity and how is it channeled from the divine is it how do you do that um 
Well, I'll say this. They all, all of the stories that I've worked on, now this is not nonfiction, but all the fictional stories that I've worked on have come from, and I, yeah, we can call it the muse, but they definitely come from uh, archetypal energies or spirit or deities. Like for instance, um, I have a story, a, a, a fairy tale called uh, Kachina's Rose. And I had, I was visiting Amachi, the hugging saint, right? I loved, um, in fact, Amachi married John Patrick and I. So I, so we were married by Amachi, the hugging saint. And we had gone to see her and I was sleeping. We were, I think we were, I was my two kids and John Patrick. We were all sleeping in the same room. And I felt a beautiful presence and woke up and could smell roses. And I heard, write this story down, write this story down. So I wrote it down in the dark, right? And in the morning I got back up and, and read it. And I was like, what a beautiful story. So recently I, I'm working on a, a new book right now, but an angel, and it came through a very similar way. And so most of the stories come that way. There, there's a, there's a moment where a divine voice some, is able to, to um, reach me. And then, then they come through that way. The, the um, Legends of the Grail series are, are for 18 and older. So I have fairy tales for all ages. The kids love them. The um, Legends of the Grail are a little more difficult stories because I went, I went to Ireland and Wales and the places where there were 800 years of burning time, right? <laughs> and my hope was to try to, or my sort of divine guidance was to help the women that had been there, the wise women, the wise women that were in the, those places, the medicine women, find their voice again. So that really came through guidance. Um, I mean, I could really go into that, but it, that's, what, that's how the Legends of the Grail uh, series came into place. There, in those stories, like let, let we start with uh, Dene, who is the mother of the Tuatha de Dunan, and, and very similar to Mother Mary and now, but she's an older, older deity. Um, and she, um, she wanted to speak. She wanted to tell her story. She wanted to tell her story in her own way, which is a 5,000 year old story. So I crawled into these cairns and I sat there with my back up against the stones and listened and did my best to just write down what, what I felt they wanted to express. That's so beautiful. And, um, Gosh, you know, I, I, now I'm just like, okay, everybody has to go <laughs> and get all these books. <laughs> We're going to be busy. <laughs> and all the story, all the books have inquiries in them. Like after you read the story, there's an inquiry to connect deeper with that day or a deity or a quality or a capacity or a part of your holy grail or your fairy grail. There's always a, um, a, a practice there to deepen and find out more about who you truly are. Cause that's the whole point, right? It's the whole point is like, we, we knock all stuff off and we realize, Oh, I think first we're sort of the emptiness. And then we realize that, Oh, actually from this space, we can co-create with reality. How beautiful is that? Right. I love that. I know what I was getting when you were talking about how you were writing these books, it's, 
it's when you're reading it, you almost can identify yourself in the story. But then mm-hmm. by the time the story is ending, it's like, okay, well, how can I identify from this place in my life? But then what you realize is, oh, I'm actually identifying with just a different part of myself. And what in that can I bring deeper and then self-realize as that did the divine within my reality, if you want to say, but uh, I just love that because I can feel that I haven't even read your book, but I can feel the journey of mm. the self through these stories. It's really beautiful. It is. It's like finding our different archetypes, you know, because most of us have an inner magical child and then inner magical child is really fun. That's, that's sparkle, right? The inner magical child is the one that's like, I'm yellow. I'm joyous. I'm curious and nobody can shut me down and I'm going to do my thing. And, and I, and I feel for all of us that are on a spiritual path, having that sparkle is really important because the world can separate you and shut you down. If, but if you have that sparkle, you're, you know, no one's getting in because you're shining your own way. So I really like her and we all have an inner magician and we all have an inner high priestess and we all have a, you know, the inner mother, father and the inner lover. Like we have the, the spiritual teacher. These are all part of who we are might be, you know, many more parts because ultimately we're all one, right? So we've got what, 9 billion parts or something, but <laughs> and then add the cosmic dimensions, who knows? But, but the, the point is, you know, in, in, in the inquiry is fascinating because it's never ending. It's never ending. You can be, you know, people can say you're wide awake, you're self-realized. It's still never ending because how, how can you start inquiring into the universe. I mean, and like when I look at John Patrick in his eyes, people go, well, you know, you've been together 16 years, aren't you bored? And I'm like, how could you be bored when I'm looking into the cosmos? Absolutely. I feel that way too. It's, you know, I call it different. Like everyone's like, oh, I had this awakening. And I'm like, isn't it, isn't life an awakening? It's like, cause you're always awakening to your next. And, and then you go mm-hmm. through the five levels of consciousness and then it's like, okay, well, what's next? What's next? And mm-hmm. like, it goes forever. And, and I, maybe we tap into that just a little bit because, you know, I think a lot of people that are in their early awakening or that have been on a, a path of awakening, but have never really tapped into that place that it's not about an ending of let's say enlightenment or something that, that oh we're going to reach this goal and then I can stop working. There's <laughs> like no, it's it's the process. It's it's really integrating into the process to where your spirituality and your life is what is one, and it's just the experience of the connection or the inquiry with with your divine or the cosmos, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'd love for you to just tap in like a little bit about how that experience has been for you. Well, it started out for me, it started out in a way that was, that was pretty difficult because um, I, uh, I was living in London at the time. I was doing my best to be like the best student on the whole planet, you know, and I was very ambitious and um, my uncle killed himself. The, my uncle that I was living with killed himself. And it was just this, um, shock it was just this I just went I was 21 I think I just went into the shock and and I went oh my gosh I really I really need to open up to something bigger I went to big depression I had this total dark night of the soul and that of course that that dark night of the soul the betrayal the you know usually there's something that happens that throws you onto a spiritual path not for everybody but for a lot of people that's the case and and so I that I went to the chalice well. I just went to the chalice well. I'm like, I need to make my own, I have to go to source. I need to make my own connection with the divine. 
I'm going to church. I'm feeling separated. It's not working. I need my connection with the divine. And I want to, I want a connection with the feminine. That was my, I needed the nurturing, the love, the holding of the divine feminine. Of course, I didn't feel like that was good in that at university at all. Right. So lots of holding from the masculine, but not the feminine. And then even the masculine left. So, so what, so this journey started with a lot of pain and suffering, honestly. And what I noticed is that as I went on the quests and as I found these stories and, and thus part of myself, and I really reestablished my connection with the fairy accord, my whole, my really the first part for me was this reestablishing a connection with the fairy accord, which means moving back into alignment with the elements, like honoring the earth and the water and the sky and the air and my role in it, that I had, that it was okay for me to breathe and exist in this place. And, and then I, re- then I, then in that self inquiry, I realized what parts were still distorted and then went into inquiry with those parts and they, and they just like opened up. It was just like, they just needed a little attention. And then they were like, yeah, I'm life affirming. So, so it was, it was really about going to each part that had been taught. I mean, we live in a culture or we were, I think we're in the Aquarian age now, but at that point we were in the culture of death. We were taught, I was taught, literally taught my academic world to be distorted. Mm. Not, not on purpose, but it's just, that's what was going on in the culture. And so my quest was to go and find the feminine and find my wholeness. That was really the first part of the quest. And what I noticed as these part, as each part, as each archetypal part started to undistort, the suffering went away. No longer suffered. Suffering was not who I am. And that's not where I hang out anymore. Now, you know, probably for the past decade or so. And obviously there's a lot going on on the planet right now, but when you're in your own wholeness, you can operate from that place without being overwhelmed by what's happening in the external world. You can be compassionate, but you're not, that's not where where you're operating from. Mm, And then you can be, you can be contribution, right? You can, you can actually help from that place. I love that. So I want to tap into that word of wholeness that you, that you just um, said, because that is the place where if you can only think like if I'm whole, then I'm not looking for anything outside myself to identify in, to tell me who I am, to show me the direction, all of those things. It's, it's that wholeness that really stabilizes in the divine frequency. And I call it anchoring in. It's like, okay, if I can be in this wholeness, then nothing can take me off my path or nothing can um, shake me. And, it, and I think that that's the part. And I love how you, you even said that within your relationship too, it's, it's your, what the other person does or feels or how you're feeling isn't what the other person did. It's only within yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's like another way of doing the wholeness as well of like, Oh, okay. So here I am having this experience. It's not about going outside of myself and blaming. It's like, okay, what within my experience do I need to look at to bring myself back into the divine within? And so I love how you're using that in different areas of your life because it is when we're in chaos, that's, that is the way it's that self-inquiry, cosmic inquiry, all of those beautiful things. So thank you for sharing that. So, Ayn, I, I, gosh, I just feel like we could talk forever. We're going to have to have you come back on. But so out of everything that we've talked about, is there something that's coming to you that you're that you're wanting to share more of or something that we haven't said? You know, I think 
maybe maybe right now what's really important to say I just sort of from a planetary perspective is that you know we have shifted ages from the Piscean age into the Aquarius age and we're, so everybody's kind of trying to catch up and in, in the Piscean age it was all about who we are as individuals and making our mark and that's the hero's journey right so what I was prompted to do in, in my work and in my all the books I've written and the actually even the creation of the publishing company was the hero, more the heroine's journey, right? At least initially, which is more about developing clear audience, clear sentience, clear voice. It's more about developing your, your inner abilities and inner gifts, which of course we weren't allowed to do until recently, or if we had to do it very, very quietly. And I think for right now, what's, what's so important is to notice any place in your life where you feel separate or divided. If you feel separate from the divine, if you feel, if you're in conflict with anybody, it's not about them. And even if we're in conflict with what's going on in the external world, it's not about the world either. Right. It's about what's going on inside. And so if we can, I mean, even if we're not in partnership, we can still take that time to do self inquiry, which is what I did in the beginning with the journal you know, or with a, a character. That's why a lot of people write books. Like I, I just published a book, Nimue, called, uh, it's a novel called Nimue Freeing Merlin, which, which took me years to write, but I, it just came out. Of. And writing her story, getting to know Nimue was really just getting to know myself. I mean, first of all, it started out as an autobiography and then it turned into a character, but, um, but she's very complex and she has a lot of different parts and, and things happen to her. And yet, Every time something happens, she has this chance to learn something. And so I feel right now on the planet that, that what we have the opportunity to do is move into unity with everyone, with ourselves, first ourselves, then with the person we're speaking with. We're inquiry. I'm going to inquire with you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know the beautiful design that you are, not your ego, not your label, not your goals, but the beautiful design that you are. And then what, and then we can reach out and, you know, then we can actually, then we can step into the Renaissance, the promise of the Korean age, which is where we're actually functioning as a, as a unit, as a wholeness creating, you know, it's what's supposed to be 2000 years of peace and harmony and beauty, which we're all taken care of. And here we are at this pivotal moment. Are we going to do it? Or are we going to miss the opportunity? And I, I would suggest that we do it. <laughs> you know? Okay. I not say we do it, but we claim it and it is already done. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I do. It's, it's interesting, right? Because when you're in presence, when you're in presence, there is a doing, but you're doing from that place of, of being attuned and aligned instead of the ego running around like a rabbit trying to figure things out, making a mess. You know, so I think uh, the presence, like developing our connection with presence, with God, but however you want to say it, you know, people like different words, but basically your union with the divine intelligence. The more of us that can do that, the more we're going to move into a beautiful time. You know, it's just like this is this is the time to to move into this next stage. I really feel that, and um, you know, it's funny because we see it as you know in the experience of linear time because that's the experience of being in human form. But there is another there is another timeline that is there for us to kind of feel into and. 
it's within that. I feel like if we create the choice that it is already done, that it is already done because, you know, yes, we're in linear time, but we're also in spherical time. But I love how you brought in that part about, but then there's the doing. And for me, that doing is, is the fifth level of consciousness because we're doing it as the divine intelligence. And so all of that brought together just creates this really beautiful energy of that unity that you're talking about. Um, and I know maybe this is, is some, I don't know if this is something that you could do for us, but I'm just getting to ask you this is if you have just like a little prayer or process that you would like to bring us all through to kind of connect to that energy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, I'll just say this part before I do it, that in, in this novel, uh, Nimwe Frame Merlin, it, it's, a, it's about a woman who's in this, in this time. And she has, she, in order to find her magic, she goes back to the fifth century. She does a time travel and travels back to the fifth century. And she's looking for Merlin and Frame Merlin is actually really ultimately about finding her own magic. And um, and so she begins to understand that time's not linear, that time is spiral, and that you can that you can move into the future, and it's all actually part of the present moment. And so, if we do a little practice right now, uh, we could let's let's just do this because I think one really important thing to understand is that our body is really important. I call it discovering the ground of being. But if you can just really for a moment, just feel your feet on the ground, feel your right foot and just start to draw a line. I like to do orange because it helps us seal in the etheric field, but you just start to draw an orange line up from the outside of your right ankle and just imagine yourself drawing it. If you're doing this at home, you can do it really slowly. Actually, the, if you really go slow, you get really embodied. But we're going to take this orange line, go all the way up the right side, under the arm, around the right arm, up to our shoulder, around the head, still orange light, around the outside of the left arm, down the left side of the body, by the left foot. And then now look at this. We're inside, we're consciously inside our etheric form. From this place, if we go, this is really fun, right? You go two finger widths below your navel and two finger widths inside. And there, if you really look, you might see or feel or just sense your inner sparkle. <laughs> this is your star, it's known throughout all the wisdom of the ages as your incarnational star. Mm -hmm. And if you really focus on that and look at that, this is the part of you that's eternal. It moves from lifetime to lifetime without changing. We have no need to be frightened of anything because we are eternal beings. And the more that we get in touch with that beautiful inner light and those inner colors that are in there, then we understand how we uniquely contribute to this world. Our song, you might even hear it as a song, a beautiful song that's here for you to sing. And then when you're ready. I just have chills all over. I feel the, it's yeah. the sparkly star. It's just 
just shine. That's all I have to do. Just shine. <laughs> oh, that was such a beautiful process. I absolutely loved it. And I do, I feel like the little pixie dust of. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so fun. Hey, that was just so beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, like I said, we're going to have to definitely have you come back on because I feel like we could just talk forever. Um, okay. And, you know, and I also know that everybody's going to want to get. I mean, I know I want to get every one of your books, so <laughs> I think I'll have enough to read for a while here. But so tell us, like, if they want to get some of your books, where do they go for that? You can go on my personal website, which is nkatesullivan.com and get them there. Or you can go to the publishing website, which is great, which is the best way to do it, <clears throat> which is infinitelightpublishing.com. And there are other people, I publish other people too, so you can see other magical, mysterious books on there, spiritual books. Um, Gabriel Cousins' books are on there too. And uh, so infinitelightpublishing.com has all the books and you can get them anywhere also. Most bookstores have them. You can get them through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, just about any place. But I hope people will get their sparkle books and sparkle along. <laughs> mm. I just had this other question come in about the five, you know, that you truly are 5D publishing. And I know a lot of people out there are, have maybe something they're ready to publish, but they are waiting for the right frequency to have that done in. Is that something that they would find in your, on your website as well, if they were interested in reaching out to you for some sort of publishing? If you go on to infinitelightpublishing.com, there's a contact there. I think also on my, on my personal page is a contact. And you can reach out to me if you feel like you have a book that's ready for the Aquarian age. Uh, we take on a few authors each year. And, um, and it is a little different. You know, Aquarian publishing, we could maybe talk about it on a different show, but it is a different way of working. We're, we're actually inviting people into, into our world, which is quite different than going out and sell, sell, you know, you have your, your nonfiction book about how you sell yourself. This is different. This is, this is really about all of the books support spiritual awakening in some way. Like Eva Knapp's book, uh, Goddess Within is about the power of the womb, which I, I loved it when I read it. She's, she's from Czechoslovakia or Czechia um, from Prague. And she writes some incredible books also about tree magic and fairies and so forth. Um, we have Hannah Mae Hawking, who's written some fairy tales, and Marcella Benson's book's getting ready to come out on um, life food nutrition. She's, a, she's on the most beautiful recipe book I have ever seen in my life that's about food as medicine. Ooh. So there, we have a whole team that's, that's coming together, and this team is really about supporting each person in their awakening process, and of course, each person's unique. In some ways, the process is similar for everybody. I mean, I think in terms of the way the colors open up, people can be quite similar. And yet everyone's very, your little star is different, you know, so, so each person's awakening different. But I, all the books, that's what they're all for is to, to inspire that, that inner light, that inner sparkle. And um, that we, so we really step into this new time and uh, new way of being our cosmic inquiry. <laughs> I love that. And, um, and I, it, it is, it's, it's like the new earth publishing and again, 5D, however you want to see it, because I, I can literally see how they all kind of hold their own frequency, but together they're just creating something really beautiful, that unity that we were talking about before. So just amazing. I just want to reflect to you that 
you are amazing. I love what you're doing. I love the vibration that you bring into the world. And um, just one more time, just let us know the website of how to find you. So to look for the books, it's infinitelightpublishing.com. Beautiful. And you can, and of course, there are lots of podcasts too. We, we want you, you, you have your wonderful podcast and there's Wisdom of the Ages. You can go and listen to all kinds of authors and publishers speaking about the new, the new 5D publishing. There's all kinds of episodes about that. And, uh, and publishing's changing. It's just, and it's fun. It's really fun. If you're not, if you're not trying to hang on to the old 3D model, which, which is really struggling right now, but you're working with the, this new way that it's operating, which is very light and has a whole different structure. Uh, when you start to, sh- you know, if, and if you're going into that space, of course, your business is going to be going to that space too, right? Okay. Because conscious business that's way that's one of the ways that we connect mm-hmm. and and help each other grow so it's it's really super fun it is and when you said that I was just like whoa yes I feel it it's just you know so more and more I think we're going to start to see these new earth or 5d companies coming and you know and it's like it's almost like at that point it's not a company it's it's a collaboration it's a community sure. and uh and that's, I know for me is my passion within my own work. And, um, and I know the, the platform, the beautiful platform that we're on the superpower network is also that way. So you'll definitely have to check out Ains podcast. It's wisdom of the ages on superpower network. And thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Ain. this has just been such a pleasure and thank everyone for listening and being a part of the superpower network and, for being part of cosmic consciousness. We feel you. We are just sending you rainbow light from our hearts to yours. And until we meet again, go and live to your highest potential. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.